the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. <laughs> Earlier. I was so excited because y'all know that I love Mondays because Mondays is when I get to come back after the weekend and, and be with you guys. And so earlier today on Facebook, I posted, oh, happy Monday. <laughs> and somebody's like, oh, you mean uh, also, somebody said, oh, also happy Taco Tuesday. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's a, it's, it's a Monday for me work-wise. And so... I left it up there on Facebook because, by the way, you know, I always leave my mistakes up because it always gives me something uh, of, of amusement. And uh, and it's a reminder that I love coming back after a weekend, particularly a long weekend like this, where I have three days to uh, uh, relax, refresh my batteries, spend some time being grateful for the birth of my Lord and Savior, and just to spend some good quality time with family and friends. And I certainly hope that you had a very Merry Christmas indeed. Not everybody does. And I think it's, you know, I'm not sure I spent enough time uh, going into Christmas, remembering and talking about people that are lonely at this time, going through difficult times and financial struggles and uh, physical struggles and medical struggles and our troops that are away overseas. So as we continue throughout the holidays, rolling into New Year's, I want to make sure that I give a shout out to everybody out there who might be going through something difficult. Uh, I do acknowledge that. I feel like we don't enough at holiday times. And I feel like, you know, I've been in such good spirits that I missed that. And so sorry about that. You are loved. If you need somebody to talk to, you send me an email at andreacasio.com and you reach out to me and I'm here for you. And let me know if you've got something you want to share with me, you can call our 24-hour hotline, 844-814-5227, because we love you and we're here for you and we appreciate you so much. Uh, Tell you who I appreciate and I'm grateful for is uh, this man who's here with me every night of the week from 6 to 8 p.m. It is DJ Sesame Broccolini. Like a dragon, like a dungeon dragon, high heat, broccolini. Happy Taco Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday. (laughs) I don't know what day it is anymore. Welcome to Biden's America. It's it's all so confusing. But I will say, I Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I have you ever ever seen The Godfather? You don't know The Godfather? (laughs) It's just been a while since I've seen The Godfather. A long, long time. But it's an excellent Scorsese knocks it out of the park as always. Um, but, but thank you for saying that, by the way, this is an important season to remember that we're all children of God made in his image and likeness, and we have to take care of each other. And that's why we're talking about all these issues every night. We genuinely, it's, it's out of love and out of care and, you know, out of an, out of a desire to, to set future generations up for success and to lift each other up, um, to do better, to be better. So that's, that's a great message for this holiday season and for every, every holiday season, truly. Yeah. And, 
Um, it's, it's, I always, we, I like to be uplifting and particularly the hope that, that in these troubled times to remind everybody that I put my hope and my faith in the Lord. And so I'm always joyful and I try to have a, a good heart. And, um, but you know, that, I, that doesn't mean that we don't understand, uh, that as Christians in particular, trials and tribulations are a fact and a reality of life, and they don't take a break just because it's Christmas. And so again, uh, email me at andreakshow.com. You need somebody to talk to, I'm here. So um, we love you. And this, uh, uh, but I, I, there's many people that uh, wanted to stop Christmas, not because they're going through a tough time, but because they're bullies and they're tyrants. And, you know, to to see it's one thing to have the secularist in society decide that they that they, you know, oh, separation of church and state. I don't want to see a nativity scene. I don't want to see a cross. You got to say happy holidays and not Merry Christmas. If you're in a store or whatever, that's one thing. But over this weekend. To see the Islamic terror mobs. Uh, like what, like a mob in Tennessee, pro-Hamas mob, harassing shoppers in Col- Colliersville, Tennessee. This town's probably got a population of about 200, okay? A tiny town in Tennessee. And by the way, when you've got pro-Hamas mobs roaming around um, uh, Colliersville, Tennessee, we brought way too many people here as refugees. We should have never brought a single person out of Afghanistan. Uh, that that chaotic, intentionally chaotic withdrawal was an excuse to try to bring 150,000 of them here. And now we've got our country littered with pro-terrorist mobs who went around terror, literally terrorizing shoppers on Christmas Eve in the tiny city of Colliersville, Tennessee, screaming, you should be ashamed. Um, ashamed for what? I guess, um, I guess because Israel is continuing to fight against the terrorist. Uh, but what does that have to do with, with Colliersville, Tennessee? Well, let me connect those dots. Because the, the terrorist knows something that the liberals and many conservatives and Democrats and Republicans, and certainly, I think, who was it recently? Was it Ben Shapiro? Was it Candace Owens? Who, is that who it was? It was, was Candace Owens. Ben Shapiro and Candace got into a big Sha- fight. Got can't... into a big fight yeah. mm-hmm. because it was Candace Owens and Tucker Carlson together that were like, yes. uh, you know, yeah. it, it, this is this is an overseas issue. The terrorists know that this issue is about Western civilization, that it may be Israel first, but it's the United States next. In fact, 9-11 happened here in this country before October 7th of 2023 happened in Israel. That's why you've got these pro-Hamas terrorists harassing a small town Tennessee as they're going about their Christmas shopping. And why did they particularly not only harass them, but why did they choose December 24th? Because this is a part of the cultural Marxist movement to destroy this nation by going after our foundation, and that is Judeo-Christian principles and values. You cannot separate Islamic terror from the Jews and the Christians. It's after both of us. And the Democrats have partnered with them. Another another example of that is same pro-Hamas terrorist just a different group in Manhattan, took over the streets of Manhattan and chanting no Christmas as usual during genocide. 
It's, this is just an excuse to try to rob us of our culture. Can you imagine what would happen if a bunch of Americans went over at, to uh, Tehran and said, ain't no Ramadan happening? Cut their heads off. Take that, take that, take that to Saudi Arabia as well. Uh, what is it when they, um, when they, they go to their holy city, they go on their, they go on their, um, what, like a pilgrimage to Medea? They or go Mecca? on their pilgrimage to Mecca. Yeah. Go over there. You know, I, I want to see a bunch of Democrats going over there saying, no, ain't no pilgrimage to Mecca going on right now because we got our, we got our politics. <laughs> see how that works out for you. Only in America. Would we be dumb enough, would a nation be dumb enough to not protect its own national identity, its own sovereignty, and allow it to be taken over and conquered from within? And that is what is happening here. What else happened on on, uh, Christmas involving uh, a nation and an ideology that the left is partnering with? Let's talk about China. Let's talk about China that that uh, reportedly said anybody celebrating Christmas is going to get a little dingy on their social credit scores. Mm. That's coming. If they're not going to bully you into not celebrating Christmas with the Islamic terror wing of the Democrat Party and the Democrat movement, uh, they'll they'll remove that Christianity from your life by punishing you and not allowing you to buy some groceries down the road. And that's absolutely where we're going with this. Is it not, Sesame? Yeah, it is. Uh, And again, the question is, we can't let it get there. We have to be much more proactive about this. And that's what a lot of the folks in the sort of, I mean, I get, I guess, to bring it back to Shapiro and Candace Owens, what they're kind of saying vaguely in theory. But there's this idea that we can just sort of let evil fester. And as long as it's over there and not touching my front door, my doorstep and my community directly in ways that I can see, then it's it's going to be fine or it's totally OK or it doesn't involve us. And that's just that's it's such a, a critical lesson. We cannot be lukewarm when it comes to stopping evil, combating evil ideologies, and, and and especially with groups that are openly genocidal and openly trying to destroy the West. This is not a debate. Mm-hmm. Hamas made their goal clear in 1987 in their founding charter. We don't have to sit here and debate it. You don't have to and take my word for it. And the Muslim Brotherhood did too. Yes, ex- and the Muslim Brotherhood is- that started during, during the Hitler days, they are here in the United States. They've infiltrated our government. They've declared in their manifesto that their goal is to replace the Constitution Constitution with the Quran. Mm-hmm. They block Chicago O'Hare over the weekend pro Hamas. And I don't care whether it's Hamas, Muslim Brotherhood, Boko Haram, whatever flavor you're giving it. I don't care. You know, it's the same thing, right? Maybe a different recipe, but the dish is the same. Well, it is the and same it's thing. Shoved down our throats. And right now, actually, it's interesting you mentioned Boko Haram because in Nigeria right now, well mm-hmm. over a hundred Christian villagers have been slaughtered. So people think there is no such thing as you know uh, Christian anti-Christian bigotry out there. Th- this administration loves to talk about Islamophobia and xenophobia, but they never talk about the global persecution of peaceful Christians throughout the planet. And it happens all the time. It's happening right now. Armenia, Nigeria, take your pick. Point to the map and we'll show you an example of Christians being persecuted for their faith. And usually by Islamic militants. Mm -hmm. It's almost always the same story. Different place, different year, the same story, the same problem. Same ideology. 
same ideology. It all's coming out of the Quran, and there may be different. You know, it manifests these this these this group over here. They force the women in a burqa. These women over here have to wear the chador or whatever it's called. Right? Same ideology. Okay, there and it is not compatible with Western civilization. It is not compatible with the United States, and neither is communism. And that's the two forces together coming down on us. Both of them are about totalitarianism, authoritarianism, fascism, all your isms. And that's what's coming down on us. And we don't have enough. We are allowing ourselves. Many years ago, after uh, 9-11 and with the war in Iraq was starting, I think it was Nani Darwish who told me we were handing our country over on a platter of political correctness. And I had so many people tell me, oh, Sharia can never happen here. And all, you know, this, you know, and, and what, what went on over in Europe in terms of no-go zones and, and all that stuff with the Muslim multicultural, you know, influx and all, oh, that could never happen here. Well, here it is. Here it is. We've got Jewish students that had to hide out behind uh, and close doors in a library. We're going to take a break. We come back. We've got more to talk about because who else is under threat today? Well, there's some a very serious game of assassination by cop being played right now against conservatives. And we're going to talk about that when we return. Stay tuned. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, FM 96.1 and streaming all over the world. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. <laughs> Did y'all see this Colorado governor with the commercial singing Police Navidad? <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. I'm going to play the clip for you, but you really need to watch the video, okay? Because this is um, this is musical terrorism, okay, of the worst possible kind. Not just because the dude can't sing, but because it is so patronizing, so obsequious in sucking up to the illegal alien migration coming into this country. There's just so much wrong with it. So imagine a buffoon jumping around in a suit as you listen to these vocal stylings. (laughs) 
Sesame, imagine Joe Biden when she went and talking about how tech, how Mexicans were her favorite breakfast taco. Imagine if she had, <laughs> if she had put that to song. If she had put that to song, that's what we have going on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? People used to say great things about Colorado. People don't say those things anymore. <laughs> no. Um, I don't know what's what going on I with Governor Jared so Polis. Yeah. This what is, did I say last week? This is this the this state should forever be known as the state that eats cow hooies. Okay? Yeah. Because that's what the that's what this between state this is. and the oysters, I I don't like any yes. of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, is this just not? I mean, it, the pandering to to Mexicans is just so bad, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, I I am I would imagine most of the uh, illegal immigrants coming into the country are going to be even more turned off. Maybe they'll actually <laughs> leave Colorado. Maybe this is a sneaky way of Maybe. trying to de- de- deter people. So if so, then brill- g- evil genius you are, sir. Um, if not, just evil. <laughs> it could be that because um, Mayor uh, Eric Adams is still mad in New York City. He's saying today, I didn't even bother to pull the clip. He's saying that, you know, it's a state, a city shouldn't have to deal with federal problems. Well, <laughs> 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 what does he think? Wow. We're, okay. We're, <laughs> Backdoor waves and build the wall. But uh, yeah, welcome to what it's been like in California for 40 years, pal. Seriously. When they walk over the border, they're in a state. Okay. <laughs> they're in a city. Okay. And that makes it a city's problem. <laughs> this whole governing so, thing for Adams is becoming very difficult. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you to, um, I don't, th- th- but this Colorado governor, he's a nominee for me for Hero of the Week because, <laughs> I mean, the. the <laughs> I haven't laughed like this since I was a kid watching episodes of the gong show. Have you ever, if you've never seen the original gong show, my dude, you've got to watch some episodes of the gong show. I'm going to look it up. I haven't, but I I will. Chuck Barris. They made a movie about Chuck Barris. Um, I can't remember who played him, but yeah, legendary, absolutely legendary. That's when TV, they could never do it again because it was so politically incorrect. Okay. Some little old lady comes out trying to belt it out and, they get up and gonger and humiliate her. <laughs> <laughs> so good. That sounds a lot more entertaining than most of what's on today. So, <laughs> oh, it was. Trust me. All right, enough silliness. Um, let's get serious because Marjorie Taylor Green. Well, let me back up. Let me do it in the reverse. Because there's all this hysteria today, because we're talking about Colorado, right? There's all this hysteria today that the Colorado justices of the Colorado State Supreme Court um, ruled to remove Trump from the ballot. Seven justices, four voted to remove him, three voted um, not to. All seven of them Democrat appointees, if not all seven Obama appointees, okay? Yet supposedly... They're getting all these threats, right? Although nobody can show us what the threats are. Nobody can show us where they're coming from. Nobody's, nobody can show us anything related to that. But we're supposed to be hysterical today over these th- threats uh, that these justices have received. 
Uh, meanwhile, I'm old enough to remember um, nobody caring when there were plays being written and performed in New York City showing Donald Trump being assassinated, music videos showing Donald Trump being assassinated. Nobody was even, uh, yeah, Dopey D-lister, what, what, the one with the, that looks like Andy Dick, what's her name? Kathy Griffin. Uh, yeah, the Secret Service called her after she held up a decapitated head. But then she went around and claimed that she was a victim of that and it destroyed her career, right? But some some Supreme Court justices on, not Supreme Court, but some Colorado justices supposedly are getting threats. Yeah, show me the threats. Show me the threats because I'm not buying it. I'm certainly not buying why these threats are so, one of the reasons why I'm not is because if these threats were so serious, and that the government is concerned, why weren't they concerned when Amy Coney Barrett and Brett Kavanaugh and Gorsuch's homes were surrounded in D.C. with people levying threats, which were felonies, in order to pressure them to rule a certain way after the leak of the draft decision about overturning Roe v. Wade? And by the way, they didn't care enough about those threats to even bother to track down who the leaker was. It was a felony. What every person was doing out on those streets, uh, bullying the Supreme Court justices, scaring the lives out of their children, leveling threats against them. Everyone who did that, it was a felony, and yet nobody was prosecuted. Yet we have, I'm going to play a clip for you guys of CNN's, his last name is Miller. He used to be at ABC, and at one point he worked for Department of Homeland Security. Uh, I, I want to play a clip of him talking about the threats against the Colorado judges, and then Sesame, you and I will discuss. First of all, let's talk about the Trump factor. Uh, Sesame Broccolini, um, uh, when it com- I, I already just laid out just a few examples of the left th- making threats against people. Um, but when we want to talk about, in particular, against a sitting president, he, this guy wants to talk about the Trump factor and criticizing uh, judges. Let's talk about the Democrat factor in terms of threats against a sitting president of the United States. Yeah. But when we want to oh, go ahead. No, I just <laughs> I just don't know what fantasy world this Miller fellow is living in truly. I mean this whole charade. It's been nothing but personal attacks and pouring the gasoline on Trump and conservatives mm-hmm. for years. So the gall for these elitists who who sit in the media in their armchairs and and pretend to analyze things in a meaningful way. It's just such a sad, sad interpretation and misrepresentation of what's going on. They want you to think that Trump is uniquely evil so they can justify an unlawful persecution. That's exactly what's going on. Absolutely. So it it just boils my blood listening to someone like this because it's just not true. None of what he said is accurate. No. In fact, we opened the show with talking about the war on Christians. We have been defamed, maligned, called bigots, every name you can think of. This playbook of of nasty name-calling and accusations has been going on for years. It used to be called political correctness, right? That if you wanted to enforce the border, you hated brown people. If you dared to question anything about Barack Obama, you were a racist. That R word was the favorite you know, card in their deck, right? 
They are the left has been about nothing but name calling and divisive. Barack Obama, first thing he ever did when he got into office, one of his first things that he did was to falsely accuse a Boston police officer of racism, right? Um, but but if we and if we want to talk about um, throwing gasoline on the fire, let's talk about uh, Maxine Waters. Uh, remember her screaming, if you see them in a restaurant, you go up to them, you surround them. We saw that happen with Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Her family screamed and yelled at with her children. She had to leave a restaurant. And you know what? Karma is a biznatch, right? Because by the way, that restaurant's out of business now. Um, but, you know, screaming and yelling at people, look at the way uh, people were treated if they didn't have a mask on, right? Look how, look, so the, all kinds of threats, all kinds of the cancel culture. Talk about throwing gasoline on the fire, talking about threatening people. If you say something uh, or you push back against something, they will go after you, get your job, get you fired, get you demonetized. Or they'll get you swatted. They'll get the FBI to or go to your get house. You swatted. They'll, Absolutely. It's um, there is no limit. The ends justify the means. For some reason, conservatives just didn't believe it. But that Malcolm X adage, by any means necessary, that is the guiding philosophy for the modern Democrat Party. Lie, cheat, manipulate, misrepresent, misrepresent facts, throw your political opponents in prison, chase journalists out of the country, chase people mm-hmm. like Edward Snowden out of the country for having the gall to reveal the Leviathan state in D.C. that's constantly mm-hmm. spying on us, monitoring us, using our money to shut us up. That's what this is really Absolutely. about. I don't think they want elections anymore. And that's exactly what we're seeing with Donald Trump. We're, we're so close to just pulling the Zelensky card. Oh, well, you know, th- the times are too turbulent. We just can't handle it right now. So Biden's just going to remain in office. And anybody who challenges it is going to be locked up in a gulag and in, in, thrown in prison. Well, well, you know, a couple things. First of all, in, in regards to the swatting, if people didn't hear the news, swatting, by the way, is when somebody calls in a false report to the police of something so heinous, like a murder-suicide or a hostage situation or uh, just something that level that it that a SWAT team shows up at your door. That's why it's called swatting. And when this first, this was an extension of doxing, and when this first started arriving on the scene, um, it, it, one of the most high-profile instances of this involved a gamer back in 2019 in Ohio who uh, do, who swatted uh, some other fellow gamer in Ohio, uh, and it, the guy ended up dead because he wasn't expecting the cops to show up at his door. He reacted in a way that was whatever, and he ended up dead. This is absolutely deadly. Marjorie Taylor Greene has been swatted now eight times. This is... Uh, you've heard of suicide by cop, where people uh, will intentionally get into an altercation with the police so that they can end up being murdered and martyr themselves. This is an offshoot of that, in my opinion. This should be treated as murder or assassination by cop because that's the intention. That's absolutely the intention because otherwise, why would you do it? You And, and even though Marjorie Taylor Greene has come out and said, look, um, we're, we're, you know, no, nothing bad has happened. Fortunately, the cops in the area know us, know my family, and they're smart enough. That doesn't mean she's hundred percent safe from this. You have some, you have some dopey new cops, some, you know, on the scene and anything can happen. And yet the FBI is maintaining that they can't track down who did it. 
They can track down every grandma who was anywhere within the, the Capitol on January 6th, but they can't find out. They can't track down who has swatted Marjorie Taylor Greene eight times. In fact, at the end of that clip with CNN's Miller, he goes on to say, oh, the good news about the FBI is that they've got all the technology where they can use it to go and find out who's leveling these threats, except they can't find out who's, who's threatening Marjorie Taylor Greene. They couldn't, all they had to do with, with outside of Kavanaugh's house and Amy Coney Barrett's house when they were under threat was just go and slap some cuffs on them. So we we have it's it's no longer even at the point to where we now have two tier system of justice where we've got Christian Saucier in jail for six photos on a phone and Hillary Clinton Secretary of State walking. We now have weapon it's it's cop fair, law enforcement fair. It's weaponization via cop. Stay tuned. We've got another segment coming right up and we're gonna talk more about this on the other side of the break because I wanna play a clip for you guys of an elected official threatening SCOTUS and yet nothing happened to him. Stay tuned. Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Before the break, we were talking about these Colorado judges that are supposedly receiving death threats. Yeah, um, uh, who who doesn't get death threats, by the way, if they engage in anything politically, number one? That's not to minimize it, but, you know, uh, oh, my gosh, these Colorado judges are getting all these threats. I, first of all, I don't believe it. I really don't. I don't think that, that um, I think that this is part of the game plan in which it's about pushing a false narrative, not unlike the Fed napping plot, not unlike the Fed surrection, um, because if they really cared about Colorado, if they really cared about judges, we know that there would have been protections and charges against those that were threatening uh, the Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, and Amy Coney Barrett's homes. One of the things Miller talked about, CNN's Miller talked about, was pouring gasoline on the fire with personal attacks. And that reminded me of a nasty talk about throwing gasoline on the fire with attacks. Here is that's the kind of rhetoric that enables left wingers, abortion advocates to continue firebombing pregnancy centers all around mm-hmm. the country simply for trying to give women another option and truly empower them and help them navigate what is a very difficult or maybe overwhelming situation. Sure, I get that. But it, it, it's just, it, it goes to show you, I guess, that if you're on the right side in this country, you can be as violent as you want. You can threaten whomever you want. If you're on the right side, you don't have to pay taxes. You can insider trade. You can sell out this country to the, the highest foreign bidder. It's It's... It's a, it's unfortunate, I, and I don't know how people are supposed. It's like the mainstream media expects us to just forget about that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They just think that we're they either think that we're dumb or that we're forgetful, and we'll we'll just maybe we don't understand. I don't know. I don't know why people don't more people don't see this for what it is. Well, I think well, I think more people are because our next guest so? is Adam Weiss, GOP strategist and media CEO. He's been on the show before, and he's going to be here to talk about some interesting. Um, uh, information that's coming out about 
voters and that 60% of likely voters believe the meat that believe that media bias has gotten worse up six points from the last time Rasmussen asked about it. So the American people are wise. They're wise to uh, what's going on in, in the media today. And that's to our favor. Is it going to be enough to help us overcome uh, the narrative, I'm not sure, but I think that this is something, if, if we're going to strategize how we're going to take our country back, we, dealing with the media and the media narratives is going to be a critical part of our activity. So stay tuned because we've got Adam Weiss coming up with us next. K, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K, whatever you call her. She's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. Glad to have y'all here with me. If you miss any part of the show, don't forget to download the podcast wherever you get your pods. Especially if you missed the segment where we played the Colorado governor doing his best rendition of Feliz Navidad. <laughs> Sesame Broccolini and I are still laughing about that. But then we had to get real serious and talk about the swatting uh, that's the eight times Marjorie Taylor Greene has been swatted. Jack Vasobic has been. My favorite account on X, Cat Turd, has been swatted as well multiple times. So this is a very serious, what I'm calling murder slash assassination by cop situation going on. Meanwhile, all the left is hyperplectic about and hysterical over is a couple of things that uh, the Colorado judges who d- uh, disqualified Trump from the ballot have supposedly gotten some threats. But then also, we didn't talk about this, they're also hysterical over Trump's Christmas rant because apparently you're not allowed to have a problem with the government tormenting you through the Department of Justice. And if you speak up about it, uh, you certainly aren't allowed to at all, let alone on Christmas. Here to discuss the media's attempt uh, to continue to force the, a false narrative on us, but the American people wising up to it is Adam Weiss. He is a media CEO and G- GOP strategist, and he joins me now. Hey, Adam, welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Hey, Andrew. Thanks for having me. So um, you are a uh, CEO of AMRPR, which is a political strategy and communications firm. And that's why I'm super glad to have you on to talk about this in the media, because they might need some strategy advice, because you're reporting that Rasmussen is saying that 10 times as many likely voters believe that bias has reached a low point. And that is up six percentage points that 60% of likely voters believe the media bias has gotten worse, which means they're going to start, particularly given the options that are out there, they're going to start looking for other ways to get their information. Um, That can't be good for them, but it is good for us, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Andrew, thanks for having me. I'm old enough to remember, like, they were just 20 years ago or so, before the rise of which was the first conservative station was Fox, I think, 25 years ago. Before that, they were, we, we went by the Morning News, Good Morning America, Today's Show went by the Evening News, and all of them were biased. Not as bad as they are today, but now we have the growth of so many other alternative media that, you know, this stuff comes through, and, you know, and Twitter's become a lot more free, 
And we have a president that's fought back against media. I mean, I say so. If Romney fought one-tenth of the way Trump fought when he ran against Obama in the second time, he probably would have won. But he sat there and acted like a, his own little punching bag and let the media <laughs> beat the heck out of him, and we lost. And that's what the GOP always does. President George W. and the son ended his uh, presidency. His approval rating was like 31 to 32 percent. Let the media bet to beat him up on every issue, Iraq, the war, all sorts of, you know, remember Hurricane Katrina. Katrina. So they take it like a punching bag, and then we had a fight. Mm-hmm. It come from New York, Trump. He opened the eyes of the American public, a lot of the American public. Wow, I never saw the media so biased. Donald Trump keeps, keeps pointing it out. And his press conference when he was president were like, you could have sold those things on pay-per-view. They were so entertaining, <laughs> which he which he, he pointed out. Remember Jim Acosta? Didn't he yank Jim Acosta's, like, media creds at some point? Oh, he was he was battling <laughs> with Playboy. He had Playboy. I forget. What's the guy? I knew I met the guy, fellow, too. But he was a Playboy reporter. He had his own pass in the in the press conference room. And he, he had battles with Playboy reporters. That was, There was a White House correspondent for the Playboy, Playboy magazine. And uh, CNN, and he made these—he made these what should have just been journalists into like media darlings. They would get book deals because he would go to battle with them, and of course, the rest of the establishment would take their side. But as you pointed out earlier, if a bunch of conservative liberal media types got squatted at their house, you know, cops sent to their house, they'd be searching which conservatives did this, how this is dangerous in America, but. As you just reported, tons of conservatives just happened today, right? Just happened today. We know, and probably won't, wasn't reported too much in the media. But yeah, we have yeah. a fake story from CNN about the judges getting uh, death yeah. threats. It's always, yeah. always <laughs> on the bad side. It's death threats. But where are? And then they don't point out where are the deaths, but they just say we heard there's death threats. Yeah, yeah, just like. Uh... Well, I mean, they, they can manufacture it, right? Uh, yes. in, in one way or another. Uh, or they can, or they can, you know, bribe some dude like the, in the Gretchen Whitmer fed napping plot, right? They take some dudes right. that are using a bucket as a toilet and having a go, you know, that don't even have running water and feed them some Budweiser, some Bud Lights. Now they could get those cheap, you, you know, and then they'll do anything they want them to do. You know, hey, pss, you know, I'll give you a Bud if you type this into a, you know, send this. I mean, it's just, it's such a game. So Try to pay been- those people off that were in the, yeah. in the Whitmore kidnapping scheme. Set them up it was the biggest con job imaginable. The poor guys. It was that terrible. For that. It was terrible. Yeah. Complete entrapment. Same thing as right. Jan Six, right? You know, oh, all of a sudden, all the Capitol Police are opening the doors and pushing back barricades and letting people in, and it's just complete entrapment. It's a complete game. Yeah, and then, and then course- like they would, yeah, they were acting like it was the World Disney police officers. Yeah. Exactly. And so then the yeah. and then the media starts defining the word insurrectionist and then we get, you know, we get both parties involved. And now, you know, I, I mean, you know, the routine, you know, the games being played. Yeah. But I'm, yeah. I mean, but when I and, and I'm one of the reasons why I was happy to see this report about Rasmussen and people realizing the media bias is because years ago after Romney got his butt kicked by Obama in 2012, and Candy Crowley planted evidence at the debate. I don't even need to bother to go into more detail. I had the head of the Republican Party for, I think, California at the time, Ron Nearing, on my show. And I'm like, we got a problem with the media. I said, why is it that after Candy Crowley did that in the debate and propped up Obama's lie, 
why did any Republican go on Candy Crowley's show, State of the Nation or whatever it was, State of the Union on CNN after that? We've got, why, why is the Republican Party going along with this leftist media that's trying to kill us? And he said to me, get this, Adam, he goes, we don't have a problem with media bias. We have Fox News. He said that to me. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 One, then, had, back then, there was one little station compared to a juggernaut of yeah. every other outlet. And we in don't America. even have Fox and what, anymore. And to, and to top it on, to, why is Ron and McDaniel agreeing that the last two debates are on, get this, are on CNN? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why are we throwing our candidates that aren't going to have the nominee in the first place? It's just a money-making scheme I think she has going on the GOP side. But why are we allowing our candidates to be eaten up by CNN and their hosts and their anchors? Would the Democrats right. ever do that? There's no. hundreds, there's thousands of alternative outlets, radio hosts, mega, mega, megaphones out there that mm-hmm. could do a debate for the GOP. Why is why put them in with CNN? What, what's the upside with CNN? Putting them in with CNN. Tell me. None whatsoever. And it's like Vivek Ramaswamy said. He's like, if you what you should have done is you should have had Tucker Carlson and Joe Rogan do the debate. I think he said, and you would have had ten times the viewers. And actually, right. good and then questions. You the, and you draw the Republican base right there. Yeah. Absolutely. So we've got the Republican Party kicking our teeth in, continuing to suck off the teat of the legacy media. But one of the things that I wanted to get across with having you on tonight, Adam, is I want to encourage people to stop it. I've been telling people, I know Greg Gutfeld's funny. I know Jesse Waters is funny, but stop watching Fox News. Uh, Start embracing Real America's Voice, where my friend Gina has a show. I love Rav over there. That's where Steve Bannon is and Charlie Kirk and Posobiec. Uh, it, you know, Newsmax, OAN. Um, by the way, to hat tip, I'm on Tipping Point tonight on, on OAN. Tune in. Kara and I uh, oh, are, are going to be rapping great. about some of tonight's topics. I'm on every Tuesday. Um, start embracing these alternative um, outlets. Um, on that being said, Adam, I got to pick your brain in the time I have left. We'll let the siren go by. What do you think about Tucker Carlson bringing Kevin Spacey on to do an interview and even worse, doing it this this Frank Underwood character from uh, from uh, what was that show called? Uh, oh, uh, I don't. Anyway, the show that he did the, about the HBO, the HBO hit that was uh, about the yeah. uh, House of Cards, Capitol Hill, Capitol House of Hill. Cards. Thank you. What okay. did you think about that? I haven't had a chance to watch it, but I've been reading. It seems to be, you know, getting uh, terrible reviews. So I'm not sure to uh, rejuvenate his career or something <laughs> is going to be newsworthy out of it. If he's looking to get publicity, I guess he did. But I, I can't yeah. make what make. make it's bizarre. Out of it's it bizarre. Yeah. It's bizarre. It was bizarre for Tucker to interview did you him. Watch although it? I get. I watched a little bit of it and I was confused by it because I had forgotten about the character. But even when I um, watched House of Cards, I didn't remember the really bad Southern accent. 
this was worse than Dennis Quaid and the Big Easy, and I'm from New Orleans. I can't stand a bad Southern accent. So that was so distracting for me. But I think Tucker did it to get a lot of views and a lot of eyeballs and get people talking about it. Adam Weiss, thank you for being here tonight. I appreciate it. Tell everybody where they can see you and, and read any of your work and get familiar with you. They can catch me on Twitter at Adam Matthew, my, or my website is amwpr.com. If anybody wants some advice, free advice, give me a holler. Thank you. Well, thank you for being here. Appreciate it. And you guys stick around. We're actually going to talk some more about that Tucker Carlson uh, interview with Kevin Spacey in the next hour. Gary Quackenbush will be here with Quack in the Whack. And so will Brian Maloney from Red Wave America. Stick around. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.